0: Welcome to Combat Thoughts. I'm Robbie. I'm Lee. And I'm Alex. We're going to take a deeper look at the cultural philosophy behind martial arts. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of combat thoughts. In this episode we're discussing how the rule set of MMA, of martial arts in general affects the fighting style. Uh, we're talking about from everything from how points are scored, uh, how you win a match to the environment or to the uh, specific equipment that you have to use. Um, it's an interesting discussion on how uh, martial arts and MMA might not be as consistent as people think, so I hope you enjoy so we're talking about uh rule sets and how it influences style um y- you know i think a, you know to branch out from just mma we can talk about stuff about like a um, muay thai versus k1 for example and the differences there um but the real obvious one to talk about recently um which actually I came up with a podcast idea before this so it just fits absolutely perfectly uh Mighty Mouse get a need in the head uh and finished
1: I'm looking um, particularly shocked about it you wait
0: you're, you are
1: you are no he did like he was you could see afterwards there was like the what the fuck just happened his eyes were like beaming and he was like you could see he would probably like in passing forgotten the rule
0: yeah well, uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not just going to be about forgetting the rule. I mean, it's going to be quite a hard shift uh, because I reckon a lot of these guys just run on instinct for the most part. Mm-hmm. And how long yeah, has Mighty Mouse course, been doing man. it? How many fights has he in, do you think?
1: Like, yeah, 20 years
0: right if you've done it 20 or 30 times and every time you're like okay so what do I do make distance put it down Mm -hmm. you're not going to think it through you're not going to like most of the time when you're I think when you're that much of a profession you've been fighting for that long it's just reactionary so not that surprising that yeah it was a bit
1: of a shock for him I mean he was also rocked as well before it so it's like that fight or flight kicks in so I I completely agree with what you said but it kind of amplifies it a bit more that you've been rocked so you're only going on instinct at that point because that's like the big thing isn't it like strikers become wrestlers when they get rocked because like their instincts just to grab hold and i think what happened was he got hit he got hurt and then just wanted to get up and got need. i yeah. suppose I, I i think there's a bigger change in the rule set from like the good old days of ufc mma to now as opposed to like one versus ufc because mighty mouse isn't in his gym kneeing people in the face when they're on all fours is
2: there oh i mean no i fucking hope not (laughs) and no one is kneeing him so which is probably the the more important thing it's going to be more about the fact that he's drilled a
0: particular movement thousands of times but I do agree with what you said, though, Lee, because I don't think it actually changes the – I don't think it changes the sport that much. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think that is – or it's it's not just one. It seems to be a real, like, Asian MMA thing because it's one – uh, rising uh it was pride back in the day yeah. i don't know any other asian organizations so i haven't got any more evidence to back up my claim but it does seem to be um <laughs> that whereas cage warriors and everyone else follow exactly what the ufc does right um however
2: because the west is more we are more you know Sophisticated, of course. Hey, that's
1: bullshit. That's absolute <laughs> bullshit. We the West is subservient to the UFC. You do everything yeah, I mean- you want, so the UFC <laughs> become you want. You want to be the feeder league to the UFC in the, in Europe, right? So you yeah. fight the same rules, like Asia. Like you look at one and one are kind of two fingers up. We're going to do it ourselves. Like they're, no, they're no, doing it to mean, differently
2: i'm totally kidding i mean i I think in a lot of ways um like one seems to be a lot more sophisticated than the ufc in in a lot of ways so
0: but you know what i think though is that the fights don't actually look all that different in one no it's not actually that big of a rule change it's some very specific uh areas where that happens um i don't think that that particular rule actually changes things a great deal um is unless 12
1: to six elbows still too dangerous in one as well
0: uh, yeah 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 i think the only difference between um one and the ufc rules is the knees to the head you can't actually so- you can't even soccer kick just knees okay um hmm. because i mean one the last time they had soccer kicks the guy it, it wasn't good there's a there's a video of it online and it is pretty um, you know it's pretty
1: very anti soccer kick. Like, I, I think it's unnecessary. Uh,
0: yeah, I agree, actually. I, I actually do quite like the knees to the head on the ground, um, but only I, because. I don't mind the knees
1: to the head, and I'm happy. I, and I think 12 to 6 elbows is fine. I think soccer kick is one too far for me.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's for the same reason that you don't allow like hits to the back of the head. Like, there is a point where you're like, right, this is yeah. an actual problem in safety risk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. At least the heads seem okay though. But the fights don't look all that different. Um and, and actually are very easy uh easy fixes for it. I mean, Alex, you, you won't know this, but like Marvin, our coach, used to teach us um to always do uh always do get ups um like this. It was sort of almost like dabbing like of your hand across there. Mostly against punches, but it's a very easy fix and it wouldn't have changed our style all that much. I think you're right mm-hmm. about the old UFC uh, and those rules being a much more of a change um, to the modern day rules. And that's what really makes the change in the uh, in the styles uh, versus those small changes that we've got nowadays.
1: We're talking about the rules and I, I just tangentially as well, because I, I agree with what you said. I remember listening to a few people talk about when they moved from UFC to Bellator and it was the rounded cage. And that threw people off as well. So is it not just the rules, it's the location? Because there's a big thing around fighting in a ring versus fighting in a cage and how people struggle with that in cage wrestling.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that, that has a massive impact. Because, I mean, talk to Danaher, and he'll split it up to, say, clinch, ground, shoot boxing, cage work. And he considers Mm -hmm. that an entire separate part of the MMA meta. And I'm inclined to agree. Yep. Take that away. Massive difference. There's no, like the takedowns change so much. Like how, how much time do you spend like drilling takedowns, take down defense on the cage? It just doesn't work on the ropes.
1: Yeah. That's I mean huge there are change. some
2: extreme cases of of rule set um variation on in like the sport of MMA itself. One like example that comes to mind for me is have you heard of the the organization the name escapes me but it's um essentially like a teams based uh <laughs> mma thing where it's like basically like a rectangle um and you just have to go head on with yeah. the other person i've
1: seen that do we have i mean <laughs> yeah that's it's, it's borderline it's, it's like What's that? Should we be giving this stuff props on the internet? I think this should be lost in the obscurity of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mate, they, they attract some pretty big crowds. Is this a Polish promotion? No, it's Russian, so yeah, oh, well, I pretty I don't close. I think if
1: there was like, fights to the death, some idiots would still go. So, I mean, it doesn't really give it justification for tag team MMA. Y-
0: You make a good point, though, because uh, I've seen in tag team MMA, you know what happens is that despite the fact that a lot of them are a lot more amateur than professional fighters, and you know, okay, so amateur fights do tend to be won by the grappler, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, because people can't maintain distance, it's quite a sophisticated skill to learn. The grapplers Mm -hmm. end up winning the fights. But you know what happens in team MMA? Completely flips it on its head.
1: Mm, Yeah, that's true. Because.
0: Because the trouble is that um, I, I remember seeing a boxing team versus a jiu jitsu team. And all the jiu jitsu guys, like, unless they take them down and get on top of them, what happens is they end up tussling on the ground. And as soon as one of the boxers, like, finishes and looks at his mates, just like holding out, just runs over and just punts the other guy in the head.
1: Yeah, the team-based setting. Always, you ever speak to people who like work the doors. So doing jiu-jitsu for ages, you always kind of see the bouncers who come in and train, and you speak to them. I remember speaking to this old guy, and he was like, "Like, fuck, do I need jiu-jitsu He's like, "I'm not pulling guard in the middle of the street if people are kicking off." And he's very similar. It's the do what's right in the space around you rather than what's technically good practice
0: yeah
2: Mm.
0: yeah well that's it isn't it like the 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 cage and the the environment is like the biggest change like Mm -hmm. this cage versus ring or whether it's team-based or like versus individual that's the biggest change but there are like smaller things you can change which have a huge influence on the rule set like consider the gloves yeah like yeah if you took away the gloves everyone knows everyone will start breaking their hands all the time far few people will be punching it's those choices and yeah. rule set that really swing it towards being
2: a striking heavy uh sport i think it's it's also like if we if we can consider this as part of the rules i guess to some extent it can be but like the size of the 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 place where the fight takes place that can also influence style and we've seen it with the fact that, you know, a lot of the fights are now in the UFC Apex, which is smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, a lot, of, some people are attributing the fact that Nganu won the fight much easier, um, partly due to the fact that the octagon size was smaller. So, yeah. Stipe didn't have as much space to move around. I mean, you can argue against that. Of course you can.
1: But He's also really um, good at sending people to the shadow realm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is I,
0: I, i'm actually inclined to think that that worked against stipe um because those smaller arenas do tend to uh favor grapplers because you end up or oh, you think it to-
2: worked in the opposite way you think Stepe could have benefited more
0: but you know what? actually i am starting to rethink that um typically though smaller cages help the grapplers but I guess um yeah. mm-hmm. Ngannou's style has never been a uh, keep you on the end of his range and uh, stick you with jabs
1: that's right well, it's John Jones yeah. isn't it John Jones wants the bigger cage because he wants to be on the back foot countering a away because he's great at distance the smaller cage same with Ngannou Stipe is it gives Nganu less of a having to chase you around, gives you less exit opportunities against the cage because you are going to be pushed back to the cage, more chance of being caught. So I think that's where people give kind of Nganu the benefit. But then I also think his improvement from the first fight from being able to stop the takedown was one of the biggest drivers of winning that
0: yeah I, I I don't think the main reason he won that fight was anything to do with the arena or the environment. I think that's just to do with their skills. No. <laughs> um, but it is true like put people put people in a tiny little cage and you further help the grappler normally, or at least the guy who wants to be close, whether that's clinching or whatever, because the smaller the cage is, the less people can maintain distance. Um, the no. more scrappy you make it, the more you force people to engage.
1: Yeah. I think distance is a big one because if we're going back to rules and rule sets, and like, I think we agree about the kind of UFC one knees to the head not being too different, the biggest one I've always seen as the biggest change in rule sets and like you see a disparity when it changes, is from amateur MMA to pro when you're allowed to elbow in the clinch. What do you think that changes in terms of the style? So you get a lot of kind of underhooks. You get a lot of people against the cage. You look at like Leon Edwards. His game is on the break from the clinch, big elbow. Don't don't come back here because you're going to get fucking elbowed. For a person who's fought 10, 15, 20 amateur fights, they're not used to elbows on the break. And like you say, the instinct of they're just carrying on fighting. I think it, there's a switch you need to learn when you switch from amateur to pro to go... You can't be sloppy on your exits from clinch against, especially against the cage, because you can get elbowed quite easily, or even like not having good head position. You see loads of people create the frame and then elbow over the top.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a big shift that people have to do when they um, move from, yeah, move from amateur to pro. It mm-hmm. might be a reason that some people, because we all know some people who just
2: can't make that transition. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you you also I guess see in other sports like Thai boxing, where you like for just the, the the sole use of elbows is not allowed until you get to, what is it, class A or yeah. just gen, in white? I guess if you're in Thailand, it's you're always uh, allowed to. But you know, if in the Western world, let's say there are classes where you you're not allowed to use them. Yeah, cause and yeah, C that class can,
1: take the shin pads off. B class, you can knee them in the head. Then A classes full time rules, and
2: those are yeah those are massively different um, ways of fighting, and even just not having shin pads can really influence your your ways, Um, especially if you're not used to you know impacting with shins on other shins uh, or even someone's you know arms. Uh, It can it can definitely shift the way you fight.
0: I was always interested in the idea of, because um, wasn't UFC 1, it wasn't it um, no time limit finish only, except, oh wait, no, UFC 1 did have rounds. It was some of the later ones were like, just like no time limit finish only. I was mm-hmm. always interested as to what would happen if, um, if it was more like those rules. I, I imagine that was like the old uh, uh, Vale Tudo rules like back in Brazil, yeah. like pre-UFC days. Um, I, I, you know, I imagine that might be, partly why uh, brazilian jiu-jitsu was so successful um g- consider mm-hmm. like uh brazilian jiu-jitsu versus uh wrestling and uh boxing um you know obviously you can get the knockout of boxing but m- most boxing is to do more with uh, scoring points racking up damage keeping uh, becoming evasive uh whereas brazilian jiu-jitsu um i mean it's about control and it's about submissions if you have to finish the fight, mm-hmm. I reckon if, if you only had to finish the fight, I reckon you'd see a big shift uh, towards things like probably like Muay Thai and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, it's either going to be those ones that damage you more or the ones that have a purely finishing aspect uh, and away from things like wrestling, which is about control. And yes, sure, people do get damage with ground and pound. And obviously Khabib obviously had a has or had a, a style that focused on wrestling with finishes but a lot of wrestlers aren't like that a lot of wrestlers are more just about landing that da- landing sort of accumulative damage with ground and pound um which i think like things like muay thai and muay thai for example even elbows and stuff like that are far more effective at finishing opponents than sort of just straight up punching mm-hmm
1: I was like, well, Muay a big example. When you see somebody catch a good elbow, you always see the excitement in the face and they point at them and say, I've cut you, I've got you, because you know there's a good chance the referee's going to have to get involved because you've just sliced your forehead. I think with the rules, like you're saying, modern wrestling is about... It's not... Well, it is about control, but it's about winning rounds because that's the confines of the rule set is you win three out of four rounds, you win the title fight or whatever... Like, it's making sure you do enough to win the fight under the rule set. I think if you went to no time limit, finish only, you probably would see a switch. But then also, like, cardio is going to play a huge part in that.
0: Yeah, you know what? You'd probably start seeing a lot leaner guys mm-hmm. because if you have to last longer, you just, you'd move away from those uh, like heavily muscled guys, even if they can get the finish, because whenever they can't, it ain't going to go well
1: yeah what does Francis Ngannou yeah, look I like guess... in hour two <laughs> hour two yeah <laughs> I mean what um
2: pride was nine minutes right long first round
1: was 10 minutes yeah so yeah
2: that's I guess you're still it's that's, that's a long time though um I like that even role. even that. I mean, it's not no time limit, but it's it's quite a long round. I
1: like that though because the five minute thing feels really artificial. Like it's, it's oh, get up and go back and have a rest and then come back. Oh, and- hey,
0: I could say a ton about the rounds. Um, you know what? <laughs> the rounds. Uh, I th- okay. I think the UFC will never get rid of rounds, and there's two reasons for it. First one, advertising, yep. <laughs> money making, but. To focus more on the fight side of things, the rounds favor strikers massively massively yes. favor strikers Usually. right for obvious reasons, and it 's the same reason why the UFC will never get rid of gloves. I mean there are other reasons to get rid not get rid of, rid of gloves, mostly the the gore aspect and longevity of uh longevity of fighters' hands, which is more important on the ufc's times timeline than longevity of people's and, brains and healing cuts yeah scar yeah, yeah, and healing cuts right all, all, all sorts of reasons um but the but the thing is within the fight itself um having rounds where you stand people up in between and you give them a rest yeah Gives you more energy to fight, but it also means that those strikers are um, those strikers are favoured. Having gloves also means strikers are massively favoured, and we kind of all know that. As realistic as the UFC kind of wants to be, they also just want strikers because <laughs> it's easier to market. It's easier for casuals to appreciate. Um, and, and, and I wonder yeah. if the UFC had never picked up. And I think up- it's
2: also part. I th- I think it's also in part that Dana White has such a big background in boxing um, that he probably has steered the company that way as well. Yeah, well, that's why they're going to have three rounds. That's why they have the ring girls. That's why they have. That's why
0: they have all sorts of things that are adopted from boxing, um, but. Yeah, I mean, it would just make no sense for them, uh, rule set-wise, because you would be harder to market, it'd be harder to promote the UFC. Uh, if you'd move to one long, like just one round, like no rounds, however you want to word it, and no gloves, that would be far more realistic. Far more realistic. But you know what? It's never going to happen. But it'd be interesting to see the styles right? The, the problem now
1: change. opened in London. The pubs are now open in London. You could probably go and see some of the weekend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is that.
1: No, I, I agree though, it is the, the the rules are dictated by the ownership and the promotion, and that, that drives kind of trends in behaviour, because if you want to be successful in one of two, three big organizations, you've got to win on their terms. And the UFC are always going to drive it towards their bottom line because they want more money. But I don't think a 15 minute round with no breaks the answer.
0: I am not necessarily <laughs> saying that, but I am saying that's more like a real fight. Mm-hmm. But also, you would get more finishes. Um, they might be more, you know, it's either going to be TKOs or um, submission finishes, but you would get yeah. more finishes that yeah, way.
1: Think-
2: I think something like, I mean, you know, we've spoken about Firas many times, um, and although he's not my, you know, go-to guru, he does have <laughs> yeah. some good points about the general sport of MMA. And maybe something like what we, what you're talking about with the rounds favoring strikers massively, if you were to introduce something like when you're, stu- when you're leaving a position at the end of a round, you go back to that position, uh at the start of the new round i mean that i think that would probably influence um influence things a bit more Mm -hmm. yeah it would influence grapplers i wonder if it would really change styles i mean people uh, people want to take people down and 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 go for um yeah i guess it would it would it would affect how you fight because if you know you've got only 10 seconds you're going to Try and do something or and and if you if you know you're gonna have the position again, actually it would maybe it would make things a bit more boring. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Does it make the problem does it perpetuate the problem that I think Dana White has a big issue with where um you do a takedown in the last 30 seconds to steal the round if it's close? And it's like in the last 30 seconds, if you're a wrestler, go a hell for leather to get on top because you're going to get a minute rest and put back in that position. Are you just going to get the last 30 seconds of every round just being a chaotic scramble? That Mm.
0: is a good point. But that's interesting, isn't it? Like the way you'd make a subtle change, start in the old position, not not reset the size of the cage. Mm -hmm. Um, But it wouldn't just be individual mad scrambles. Everyone would work on wrestling more. Everyone mm-hmm. would, because it'd be so much more powerful through that slight change. Uh, th- that's the sort of stuff that interests me, and that's why I don't think the knees to the head make a big difference, because really, what skills do you need to pick up? Like, yeah. not much, right? It's not much different to what you do now to be able to do someone in the head. However, if takedowns were that much more powerful, or if striking mm-hmm. was a bit less powerful, you'd have such a huge trend in one direction in the sport. The whole the, the way people fight over the course of five, ten years would just change colossally.
1: Does the knees to the yeah. head bring the pendulum a little bit back more in the favour of the wrestler? Given they're going to be in that position more, the kind of head control position turtle is something wrestlers get in quite a lot. It gives them another option to attack from the top. So if you're mm. a wrestler, it kind of equalises a little bit or at least swings it a bit more back in that favour.
0: i think it gives wrestlers an interesting angle um not physical angle um like an interesting uh it's a slight change in the meta for wrestlers and it allows a sort of new strategies to be brought into play which could be very interesting i don't think it's such a dominant um rule shift that it would sort of swing in the favor of wrestlers per se. It's just an extra tool for wrestlers to use. Um, I think it gives if that it makes sense.
1: risk and reward to wrestlers because the risk is great. If you knee somebody in the head, you're going to give up control. You're going to give up a position, but the reward is actually also quite large in terms of you can easily knock people out that way. So they have to, are they a big risk taker on top or do they stall out and try and win around?
0: Oh hey, would stop people turtling. Imagine a front headlock position.
1: <laughs> exactly, yeah.
0: <laughs> Fuck. It's interesting, um, and I would be interested to see what kind of strategies wrestlers come up with um, in one championship uh, because, to be quite frank, there aren't many good wrestlers. No, um yeah. The more that come in, though there could be some interesting styles and some interesting strategies that will sort of come into play mm-hmm. just from that one rule change. Um, maybe it would favor the wrestlers.
1: I know you said the UFC's rule set is heavily favored for the striker, mm-hmm. but that's not indicative of like a, the champions, is it? Like wrestling still is disproportionately more dominant.
0: So who have we got? Um,
1: or it plays a mean, big I don't no. know.
2: I. Who's I mean even someone like Kamaru he's pretty heavy on striking.
1: Kamaru's a big wrestler. The no,
2: I'd say out of everyone you could pick, Usman is
0: the most he has got such dominant control time and yeah. like ground and pound strikes. I think out of, How did you pick Kamaru out of any of the champions? <laughs> like <laughs> Wei-Li Zhang, um Francis Ngannou uh israel adesanya from
1: one end of the spectrum to the other there that was the point i um, thought he was gonna go off the weights
0: <laughs> yan fucking yan blackovicks they're all um they're all striking heavy even if they have uh well actually less of them have a wrestling background now take it two years ago yeah a lot of them were really heavily wrestling background but even then
2: they were i mean you, you you give me shit about Kamaru, but he won that fight mainly because of his jab.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying he isn't a good striker, um, but I would say that most of his best work is
2: done... Through control, yeah. No, I don't disagree. Yeah, I don't disagree. His fear, but it's not his with-,
1: fear with Burns was the takedown. He didn't want to get stuck on top and get caught in something. So he th- I think that's the kind of like an erroneous data point because that was a very specific game plan for one person and I agree it's striking yeah. look really good I think what you'll yeah. see though is return to form against Masvidal because he knows he's safe
2: yeah yeah so No, I, 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 I think you're right I think but, but the the rest I mean yeah other than that there the isn't yeah of course Khabib who was a champion no longer but um, yeah I mean most of them most of them are strikers.
1: Okay, so even if I right, don't take the champions and take the upper echelons of divisions, wrestling's still pretty well populated in there.
0: Uh, God, uh, well, it's hard to think of uh, the entire UFC roster yeah. top 10 of well, I'm trying every to division. Is
1: wrestling hasn't become redundant because the rule set's made against them.
0: No, no not at all but uh, like what, what are we comparing it to at the end of the day um we compare aren't we comparing it to like real fighting right mm-hmm. and not like in the street like real one-on-one fighting like if you okay the most honest thing you could do is throw them in there um with no gloves no rounds yeah uh, and like no rules you would end up with a far more heavily uh grappling based style than you do now um, it's all what you're comparing it to, and we're not comparing it to like boxing, or whatever.
1: Yeah, fair. Yeah, fair. And so
0: I think the UFC does their specific rule set does really heavily favour strikers. And I wonder if they're going to make any changes in the future. um I know it's not the UFC per se that uh dictates the rules, but I'm sure they have a huge influence on it.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you can't get them to change the gloves and they're still doing the 12-6 to 6 rule because it was on a karate video, I think they're content with just leaving it as is. When was the last time in the UFC a rule change happened?
0: Uh, like three years ago or something. Which was? Needs um, to the head of the ground of opponent, um, a change in the scoring system to okay. favor damage... Um,
1: so the only one I can think they've actually changed really is the hand position for knees to downed up downed opponent. Yeah,
0: yeah, definition of grounded opponent. That that was a slight change.
1: But that sounds more like a clarification than a rule change. Like I I I think what I'm trying to say is when was a big fundamental rule change really done? They're very few and far between.
0: No, you're right. You are right. Uh, uh, maybe
2: my question about what rule change is going to happen that kind of answered it. Probably but is, aren't gonna be. hang on is isn't the UFC a lot when they I don't know. do do they define the rule sets or is it the athletic, the the athletic commissions that govern rule sets? Depends where the show is.
1: So if if it's in the US and there's an athletic commission, it's done by the athletic commission. But when they come over to the UK or Poland or wherever, they become their own commission. So there's been loads of people pushing for them to try rule sets when they go abroad or whatever, because they then have the freedom to do it. And I, Mm. We'll get to my opinions of that. Yeah,
2: so they just keep to it partly because they're just American, an American-based organization.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think they're the they're the only body that has the power to lobby the athletic commissions to change rules.
2: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean,
0: let's be honest here. They might not be the dictators for the rules, but they are going to very heavily influence them. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Absolutely. how could they not?
0: Mm. I'm not sure if we're gonna find a conclusion to this podcast. I feel like we're gonna start rambling on about um yeah. interesting stuff but i i I mean I guess the summary is it's just interesting to see how um how styles have changed to fit the rules and like as you've moved away from the finish only rule set um and to a round based um, and gloved rule set there has been a huge shift towards striking and, and, and cyclic as it may be I don't think you're going to see a shift back to um, grappling to the extent as we saw grappling being dominant in the early days of the UFC I just never think you're going to get back to that now because of the rule set that we've got
1: in place I don't know will get more of the Danaher death squad into MMA and we'll see
2: Yeah. (laughs) we hope you enjoyed that episode if you did please consider subscribing to the podcast and checking us out on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram under the name Combat Thoughts we'll see you next time